Welcome to Aardvark Avarice. I'm your host, Harry Carey. Play ball! This podcast is brought to you by The Morning Wood Company, who encourage you to start the day with wood. Woodworking specialists promise all their handcrafted products are made with thick, hard wood. That's Morning Wood Company. You've got to get up early to beat us. I'd like to mention one more time, definitively, this is not a conspiracy. So your brother's bound and gagged, and they've chained him to a chair. Won't you please come to Chicago just to sing? In a land that's known as freedom, how can such a thing be fair? Won't you please come to Chicago for the help that we can bring? Sometimes I come across things I would like to mention in a podcast, but they don't fit a topic, or don't have enough talking points to make a full episode on its own. So I will write these down, and I will present them at random. I call this a Garbage Plate Podcast. This is Garbage Plate number one, which comes with quince chutney and a side of poutine stuffing. Can I start you off with a seaweed tempura appetizer? Let me ask you this. If they can make seedless watermelons, how come I can't have stringless bananas? I hate those things. Their texture is too funky to eat, the strings stick to your fingers when you try to peel them, and you feel like a dingbat flicking them off your fingertips like a crusty booger. Kids treat them like hard bread crust and hide them in all sorts of weird places for you to find months later. In a planter, in the drink cups, in your caravan, stuck to the bottom of a chair. Let me tell you, a crispy banana string collage is a nightmare to clean up. The banana string ruins the entire banana eating experience. Can you imagine a woman trying to look all seductive eating a banana with a goobery string hanging from her lip? So come on, biologists, geneticists, farmers, and backyard botanists. Stringless bananas. You'll make a fortune. Everybody wins. Just saying. Hey, guy, in the brown leather jacket, popping the collar, wearing the aviators, and riding with the top down. You are not cool. Your convertible is a white VW bug. Not the retro Kevin Bacon footloose bug. You're driving the Gen X retired soccer mom bug that begs for matching leopard print seat and steering wheel covers. And who rides with the top down in late September? You should be top up with tinted windows so dark You get tickets for violating tinted window laws. Even then, you should be riding low in the saddle, using those aviators and a nondescript baseball cap or hoodie to hide your true identity. Maybe a fake mustache or goatee. Sure, you might look like the composite sketch of the Unabomber, but that is still better than looking like the D-bag from an 80s rom-com driving a white VW Bug convertible with the top down in the fall. Just saying. Hey, dude, 
in the stall next to me. I don't need a play-by-play as you prepare to pop a squat. Hanging up my bag. Where am I going to put my lunch? Oh, I've got to take my coat off too. Ah, I nearly dropped my phone in the toilet. And dude, in the stall next to me, I don't talk in public bathrooms. I don't talk in my home bathroom. Not with my friends, not with my son, not with my co-workers, and certainly not with a random stranger. The only one who can get away with it is my wife. And even then, she understands the risk factor of residual resentment and a loss of performance in the bedroom. Dude in the stall next to me, I don't want to talk about the weather. Or your neighbor who played his music too loud last night and you couldn't get any sleep, even with earbuds. I don't care. It's uncomfortable enough to be in a stall in a public bathroom, worrying about what noises I'm going to make and whether people can tell what I had for breakfast. My perfect bathroom experience is alone in a confined, soundproof space with exceptional ventilation and a bathroom reader with miscellaneous facts that make me think, no way, that can't be true. And a bidet. Yeah, I'm that kind of guy. I'm not ashamed to admit it. Just saying. I'm very, very, very slowly coming to terms with my age. Hence my continued attempts to like anime. But I had my first old person moment the other day. We all hate construction, right? Even if it's not directly interfering in your life in any way. All that orange reflective material is just an eyesore. Like any cast member from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. There has been some road construction around my office building for the past two months, and while it has been just a minor inconvenience, it does seem it's about as organized as my eight-year-old's bedroom. Given the number of very deep holes that appear scattered at random, part of me wonders if this is just a con by former bank robbers who are trying to figure out where they buried Curly's gold 25 years ago. Well, my road rage got the better of me. When I pulled into the turning lane, preparing to make my turn onto the road to my office, I saw a road closed sign right where I wanted to take my Hyundai. There was no way I could have seen the sign before getting into the turn lane. It was morning rush hour in upstate, so my odds of finding a good Samaritan that would let me move over were nil to hell freezing over. Plus, the logistics of finding a route to my office by going straight were a nightmare. There were at least seven obnoxiously long traffic lights and a roundabout to navigate. So I pulled into the closed road and did a Yui, but not before stopping in front of the blockade and yelling through my windshield at a couple of confused hard hats in a front loader and a townie pickup, waving my arms around like a barking monkey building up to throw poo, which I would have done if socially acceptable. This, however, was not my old person moment. 
sad to say, this is very typical behavior for me. Just ask my wife. No, this was just the prequel. The Phantom Menace, if you will, building up to the bigger disaster that was Attack of the Clones. Okay, so they were equally atrocious. But Attack of the Clones made us realize that, like our tears of dismay, Jar Jar Binks was not going away. My detour over the river and through the projects seemed particularly long and excruciating, even though at most it was five minutes. Road Rage has been known to manipulate the space-time continuum. Watching a halftime show delivered by former football players who think people take them serious has the same effect. So I was in the home stretch, waiting for the light to change at my last intersection, when I saw three young men messing around on the opposite corner. At first I pegged them as teenagers because they were all Napoleon-sized and wearing baggy clothes that are only stylish if you're a pop R&B singer trying not to look stylish. One of them took several steps out into the street, swinging around a golf club. Teenager or not, who in their right mind walks around with a golf club, except semi-retired bank executives who still show up at the office carrying a golf club just to show off that they can golf at the drop of a hat. It looked like an eight iron. The kid must be laying up. So I'm thinking, great. Another teen who thinks he's unique by doing something ridiculous and stupid, probably for TikTok. Hey, buddy, that's life. Ridiculous and stupid. You're not doing anything super special. Crazy as it may sound, you are probably not the first person to wave a golf club around in the middle of traffic. His bright, fluorescent pink high tops did make it more memorable. Not a pink swoosh or pink trim. The sneakers were tongue to sole, the same color as a flamingo. And looking closer, I realized that what I thought were teenagers were probably more 20-somethings. Then I noticed Tin Cup wasn't just swinging the eight iron around for a schnitzel and giggles. He was trying to Tiger Woods one of the other blokes. I don't usually use the word bloke, but I wasn't sure what to call thuggish 20-somethings, so I'm going to go with blokes. From the expressions on their faces, the only thing keeping the two empty-handed blokes from dumping Happy Gilmore in a water hazard was that golf club. That, and they weren't as willing to prance out into a busy intersection as he was. Now, here comes my old person moment. The light turned green. I start to make my right turn, but the sight of these three imbeciles tripped some dusty, unused switch in the back of my brain. Road rage, once again, warped the flow of time. My hand left the safety and security of my steering wheel and moved like it had a mind of its own to the car door. My index finger pushed a button and the driver's side window slid downward. Part of my brain was thinking, what are you doing? What's going on here? 
My face contorted into that angry basset hound expression. It's the same one that Adam Sandler uses every time he is both embarrassed and irate. As I rounded the corner, I stuck my head partway out the window, and again my sane mind was crying, Seriously, what are you doing? It occurred to me that all three of the blokes proved they were ready to rumble, at least with each other. It occurred to me that I was in an area of the city where violence and even gang activity was not uncommon. Even still, I opened my mouth, and like Mr. Wilson, yelling at poor, misunderstood Dennis the Menace, I shouted, Knock it off! I never got to see their reaction, but I can imagine several, one of which being, Who the hell was that old fart? Is this it? Is this the moment for me? Will I start yelling for kids to get off my lawn or calling up customer service reps and berating some pitiable person about how the brownie in my Ben and Jerry's chocolate fudge brownie was all dry and uncooked? Should I just start wearing orthopedics now and pulling my slacks up to my nipples? Because that's what older people call them. Slacks. You know what? I'll just drown out the harpy call of old age with a nice night in, with Matlock. Just saying. Hey, tall guy who works across the hall from my office. That knitted sweater you're wearing, with a bare head on the front, how do you pull that off? If I wore that sweater, pictures would inevitably be posted on social media and then seen by my two brothers, who would go all grumpy old men on me. Insults of the Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau variety would rain down upon my head, and I would be left either taking it up the tailpipe or ripping back with embarrassments from our childhood that have really run their course. Like that divot in my brother's forehead from the climbing hammer I smacked him with. Total accident, I swear. Caught him on the backswing. Or when I found my other brother sleepwalking and he thought the kitchen garbage can was a urinal. I got a little off topic there. I never do that. Seriously, how does an adult male pull off a bearhead sweater? He's sort of outdoorsy looking, wearing earth tones, has a scruffy beard, and long hair pulled back. He rides his mountain bike to work because he likes to, not because he can't afford even a dumper of a car. Not gonna lie, I think Bearhead Sweater Guy and me, we could be best buds. Chums, compadres, amigos even. Unfortunately, the only times we cross paths are in the shared bathroom. And I've already stated my feelings about chit-chat in the bathroom. Or when he rides in in the morning, usually locked into whatever is playing through his earbuds. And my guess, it's either folk music, like Mumford and Sons, or of Monsters and Men, or possibly NPR, or a progressive podcast like Intercepted or The Wilderness. Either way, I'd look like a complete moron trying to shout over Marcus Mumford. Hey, bearhead guy. How's it hanging? You know, I was thinking maybe we should hang out sometime, you know? Grab lunch.
Or, uh, you know, maybe go get a brew. Oh, well. I guess I'll just bromance from afar. Just saying. If you have a go-to playlist, especially one intended to drag you out of daily doldrums, I recommend sneaking in Denise Williams' Let's Hear It For The Boy. Yes, from the Footloose soundtrack, you're going to have to trust me on this one. Make sure your playlist is on random so that it sneaks up on you. It needs to be a surprise. But also, make sure you're alone, because you don't want anybody to witness you dancing and singing along. Oh, maybe he's no Romeo, but he's my loving one-man show. Oh, 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 let's hear it for the boy. I'm telling you, it is a miracle worker for Melancholy Mondays. Just saying. I'm going to finish up with a dream that my son had the other night. As my wife says, he's his father's son. I hope she didn't listen to that voice. Sigmund Freud could write the interpretation of dreams to Electric Boogaloo based solely on my dreams. Apparently, it's genetic. I was midway through my vigorous and very manly morning power walk on the treadmill when the little guy came up to me and said, Father, can I tell you about my dream last night? Unfortunately, when I do a little boy's voice, it always comes across as an English boy from Mary Poppins or A Christmas Carol. Please, sir, may I have some more porridge? To begin, my son's dream looked like a cartoon. In my geek mind, I wondered whether it was a computer animation or hand-drawn, but I'm not sure if he would even know the difference. The little Gen Alpha. According to my son, he was on a school bus with the Hulk, who in this case was a villain. I asked, how could the Hulk be on the school bus? He's huge. Well, of course, he was Bruce Banner on the bus. Duh. How stupid of me. According to my son, there was another evildoer on the bus. Her name was The Planter which my son used air quotes for because we both agreed that it is a horrible name for a supervillainess. It fit, however, as she was dressed all in green with plants in her hair and wings to fly around, kind of like a plant fairy. In the dream, my son was a good guy superhero who wore green, but he had an emblem of a tree on his chest. In hindsight, he said a tree was on his chest. I suppose in his little eight-year-old brain, there could have been an actual tree on his chest, but let's not get hung up on the details. The bus stopped at a public house, which is a fancy British way of saying pub, and picked up another good guy superhero. My son explained he was either the Mad Hatter or John Tesh in a tuxedo and a top hat. Now, my wife and I are avid listeners to John Tesh's self-help minutes on the radio, but I'm not sure how my son knows what the minor celebrity looks like. Maybe he's been secretly watching John Tesh on YouTube, which oddly makes me feel uneasy, 
Anyway, we agreed to call the villain Mad Tesh. My son at first suggested John Hatter, but I vehemently said no. No, 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 no. It has to be Mad Tesh. <laughs> John Hatter, seriously. According to my son, Mad Tesh got on the bus and grinned to everyone. He proceeded to demonstrate by putting his tiny little fist on his hip, puffed up his chest, stuck out his chin, and shot a Gilderoy Lockhart grin. Mad Tesh then blew kisses with both hands to all the ladies on the bus. My son then pantomimed this as well. The bus then took everyone to the high school football field, where my son and Mad Tesh sat in the stands while Hulk in the planter, duked it out on the field. I asked him if it was real fighting or a game, and he said it was a game. Either way, I'm not giving very good odds to the planter. Hulk and the planter then walked off the field and said they had to go to the bathroom. At this point, they all decided to go to the bathroom, and the planter said, Okay, but I'm going to pee normal because I am Indian. To which my son said, That makes no sense. And I agreed. He then said water started to pour from the planter's face. I asked if this is how the planter peed, or if it was just water. My son simply shrugged. What happened next, I asked. Then my son woke up because, well... He had to go potty. That makes sense. Just saying. Well, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Thank you again for listening to Aardvark Avarice. Let's give a whoop whoop to our sponsor, the Morning Wood Company. Besides handcrafted products made of really hard wood, they also offer natural provisions, such as Skeeter Beater Mosquito Repellent, Wood Wash, wood lube, and wood wax for all of your wood treatment needs. Until next time, I'm Bob Euchre saying, be safe, be kind, and enjoy the Stilton. And that's the ball game!